This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, we have stories about Christmas morning, kids opening presents early, stepdads, friend zone, and gold digging. That's one story. That'll be fun. Half-sisters sharing birthdays, a prosthetic leg, petty cousins. And that will bring us to the final stream of 2023, which means that we have officially been going live for one year. Thank you to all of you for making this possible and making this an amazing year. We certainly would not be here tonight or where we are with our channels without you. This is all you. You guys drive this thing. I just get up here and do pretty much the same thing that I do every time. It gets to where it goes because of you guys. So uh, big love to you. This this was all you pulling this this direction and building this up. So you guys are flipping amazing. Thank you so much for creating this to the point or building it up to the point that you have it at it's it's amazing we have every intention to keep it going so thank you so so much and let's get rocking and rolling Hey, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for suggesting we lock up the Christmas presents after what my niece did last year? Every year, my siblings and I, alongside our families, spend Christmas with our parents. We stay at their house for a few days. Everyone opens gifts together. It's hectic, but a lot of fun. The kids enjoy having one big sleepover with their cousins. My mom likes having everyone home again. We all pitch in. It's a win-win. Last year, my brother married Sally. She has a seven-year-old daughter, Mindy. This was their first Christmas with us. It seemed like they were having a fun time. Christmas Eve, all the kids went to the finished basement to sleep. We told the kids not to open the gifts without us and to wake us up when they woke up. This was repeated several times. Once the kids were asleep, we put all the gifts under the tree and eventually went to bed ourselves. The next morning around 6 a.m., I wake up early and head downstairs. I find the living room a mess. Half of the gifts were unwrapped. Several of them had been ripped from their boxes. There was Mindy playing with some of the toys. Most of the ones weren't even hers. Oh, double no. She knows how to read and they were all labeled, so she knew this. I was in shock. I went and got my brother, Sally, alongside with the rest of the adults. Sally was super embarrassed. My mom was very upset. The other kids weren't up yet, so we tried to salvage what we could while Sally talked to Mindy. Not everything could be fixed as she had broken a couple of toys completely. The broken ones weren't even her own toys. 
Luckily, not everything was damaged, and even the boxes that were, the kids didn't notice. But my nephew, sister's son, had one of his big gifts destroyed, and he was sad when everyone else got theirs while he was told he'd have to wait for a new one to come back in. Sally and my brother reimbursed everyone. Mindy didn't get to open gifts with everyone but joined the festivities later. She apologized but kept making excuses. She said that she didn't want to wait and she wanted to see what everyone else got. We were all preparing to go to my parents again this year. I put in the group chat that we should either lock the door to the living room this year or put a gate around the tree so no one can get to it. I didn't even name names, just specifically said, no one. Sally and my brother got mad, accusing me of treating Mindy like a baby or an animal. I said, I'm not, but this is a precaution, so none of the kids are tempted. They said, this isn't necessary, and I'm holding a mistake over Mindy's head. I said, no, I'm not. I'm trying to make sure we have no repeat. Because I know it'll be asked, Mindy does not have autism or ADHD, and even if she did, my daughter has ADHD, and both my sister's kids are on the spectrum. They knew better. I don't think Mindy was malicious. She was only six, but I do think precautions should be made. My parents agree with me, and my brother is mad that I put it in their heads. Am I the astronaut? Well, this is a joyous time. What a great family kit together you know i think part of the problem with with extended family get-togethers especially if if everybody's staying in one place is that you have people who have different lives they live differently they have different rules their kids have different rules they have different understandings they have different levels of understandings you bring this microcosm of a blended society into one place it's like an experiment for a few days to just see what kind of hell can break loose the question here is am i the astronaut for suggesting that we lock up the christmas presents after what my niece did last year so if one of our kids had done this we would definitely have been having conversations and working on this between these two instances however knowing that everybody was going to be thinking this coming up to this event i think it's really on the parents of this girl to reassure everyone else that there's not going to be a repeat it is on them to come up with or assure everyone that a solution is already in place like yes we've talked to her we spent the whole year working on being able to have some self-control we are talking to her more as we get closer to christmas making sure that she's not going to do something like that again and we're confident that she won't that message would have been soothing would have alleviated the problems here and probably would have prevented op from having to send this message in the first place now you say you didn't name names but everybody knew who you were talking about here op so i I don't think that that excuse works here everybody knew who you were talking about but you're justified in trying to come up with some kind of solution here it was options for a solution and instead of them coming back and saying look we've been working on it you don't need to worry they just said, uh, we're butthurt. It's not an issue, which is the same thing as saying you don't need to worry. But but it's the butthurt part of it where it's like, OK, you don't get to be offended about this because it actually happened last year. And unless you've done a whole lot of work in between now and then, there's a reasonable risk that it's going to happen again. So you don't get to get offended about it. You don't get to. It's a real risk that all these other families, kids are going to be harmed again. There was a great amount of harm that was done last year, and it is reasonable to put forth solutions beforehand. And the fact that they didn't start that conversation, I think is the first foul against them. The fact that they got butthurt when someone else did it is the second foul against them. And the fact that they're now mad because the parents agree with OP is probably the third foul against them. It's not like OP suggesting to put your kid in a straight jacket Christmas Eve night. I don't think she intentionally broke toys. I think she was trying to play with toys. And if toys were like partially in boxes and she was trying to do it, she'd, 
I'm sure it wasn't malicious. I'm sure she didn't do it intentionally, but she knew those gifts weren't hers. She said she wanted to see what everybody else got. Freaking curious George here. Mischievous. It's reasonable to put forth preventative precautions. What are those storage boxes they like drop off? It's like a storage unit, but they drop it off in your driveway. It's like Santa dropped off one of those and all your gifts are inside of it. Hey, look at that. Santa brought a pod and all your gifts are locked inside of it. It's a fun game. Actually, it's a scavenger hunt to be able to put the combination together to unlock the lock that is keeping all the gifts inside the pod. There's a way around this, right? Now, Navy Thunder, who's two and a half, come on up on three. We still have a couple of presents for, for cousins under the tree. She brought them to brought one of them to Candy Thunder tonight and, uh, and had already taken the bow off. Uh, had not unwrapped anything, but but she doesn't understand the whole these are these presents are here. They are not for me kind of concept. We, even though we've explained it to her, she knows they're for other kids. And Candy Thunder was like, no, this is for a cousin. This is not yours. Set it aside. And Navy in her little munchkin voice said, I have an idea. I'll go get another one. And wanted to go get one of the other ones that was still under the tree. Like that was going to fix things. So there's this part of kids in Christmas that's just like, it's this temptation. I remember when I was a kid. My dad had a like a Christmas train set hidden away that it was going to get out on Christmas Day. And, and we found it in the storage room and I messed around with it and I freaking broke it. Um, and then it got taken away. There's there's like it's kryptonite Christmas and gifts are like kryptonite for some kids. But it doesn't matter. NTA. OP was trying to protect his own kids and the kids of other families here. And it should have been Mindy's parents who were heading up this conversation in the first place here. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for telling my sister she is an idiot if she thought her actions at her wedding wouldn't have consequences? Can't wait to hear what she did. What'd she do? She did something real bad, I bet. Quick backstory. My bio dad died when I was young and my mom remarried when my sister was eight and I was 10. We are now in our late 20s. Stepdad focused a lot of his time providing for us, so I never got close to him, but I am grateful for him. I am engaged and my sister is going to marry in about a month. My wedding will be in a year. Both of us are close to our mom, though. My sister, who I will call Noelle, up, in my opinion. At first, I was on her side, but now I just feel bad for her stepdad. Noelle isn't going to have him walk her down and give her away. I understand this is her decision, and when that came out, I helped my mom and stepdad understand that it was her choice. The turning point happened last week when she told us that he will not be sitting at the family table. When asked her why, she made it clear that he wasn't family to her. Again, her right, but damn, he is the reason we had such a good childhood and are debt-free. He paid for college and worked a ton. I knew this would result in them not going to the wedding, and they informed my sister. She called me upset and was ranting about how it was her wedding, that she was being abandoned. I had enough and told her she is an idiot if she thought that her actions wouldn't have consequences. She called me a jerk and hung up. I'm unsure if I was a jerk and feel guilty since I'm now closer to my parents since I promised he can walk me down at my wedding. The question here is, am I the astronaut for telling my sister? She's an idiot if she thought her actions at her wedding wouldn't have consequences. No. Not only are you not the asshole here, I think you're doing your sister a great service by trying to teach her. You're using this as a teaching moment for her. You're like, okay, I want you to look at this situation. I want you to look at what you did. And then seriously, tell me 
if you thought that there weren't going to have consequences for that. Just because it's your wedding and it's your day doesn't mean that you can just flat out treat people like shit and they have to accept it. That's not how the your day thing works. It is not a do whatever the fuck you want free card. It is not a pass go and collect all the money and run around the Monopoly board and flip everyone off kind of card. It's not what it is. It is bring the people who have been a part of your life together to help celebrate this magnificent occasion and this beginning of the next chapter of your life. So the people that you love and who have supported you and who are close to you and are family. And it sounds like uh, clearly they're not close, but she's just ignoring this entire fact that he was a provider father figure for them. They weren't close. He took the, the old school provider father figure role very seriously and paid for their college. Like literally she is where she is today because of his hard work and is giving him no credit for that whatsoever. Now, if there's some kind of unspoken beef here that we don't know about between the two, it's a different story, right? Like if he did something screwed up to her, then it's a different story. But I would think that OP would at least know about that. Her sister would have spilled the beans on it or something like that. But we don't have any indication that there's any kind of reason other than other than him not being her bio dad for her doing this. And not walking her down the aisle is very much her choice. You do you there. I get it. You do you. If there's somebody who's more of a father figure to you or who has been more impactful to your life, cool, do that. Segregating him from the family table is just malicious, right? That is where she's giving him the middle finger and saying, I don't respect you at all. I don't respect any of the work you did throughout my life to help support me and and my sister and my mother and get us to where we are. I don't respect any of it. Screw you. Go sit at the back. Better yet, go wait outside for mom. You can't treat someone like that and expect them to just be like, okay, I'll do it. And yeah, for her to expect there to be no, no repercussions here is idiotic. I bet he paid for a chunk of this. And if he paid for a chunk of this and he's getting the middle finger, it is so much worse. She is already here. She's already at Ascon 1 because it was malicious. Segregating him from the family table just to prove a point was malicious. That was evil. That was intentional. She got herself to a shitty, 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 shitty person classification by doing that. If he also paid a dime toward this wedding and she's acting like that, she's doubled down or worse. But also, I would think if he did, that would be a juicy detail that OP would include here. So going out on a ledge and saying that, but I think the only reason that she's upset that they're not coming, maybe because of her mom, but probably more so because she was going to ask him to contribute. Still her mom's husband. And there's a level of respect that needs to be needs to be honored there. And unless there's some kind of real beef He gets to be part of the family table. Give me money. I don't care about your feelings. I just want your money. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, and I have another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITAH subreddit and is titled, Am I the Askinaut for telling my friend I am not interested in being her son's father figure after she rejected me? I have this family friend, Lily. I had a crush on her when we were in our early 20s. I asked her out on a date, but she rejected me, saying that she only sees me as a friend. That hurt a lot. It hurt even more when two weeks after my proposal, she started dating some other guy, her ex-husband. 
but I decided to move on. I did date women, but I lost interest in them. I also lost touch with Lily. After eight years, we meet again and we reconnect. I decided to stay friends with her. She told me about her life. She has been divorced because her ex cheated on her and then abandoned her and her son. I was sympathetic towards her. I decided to shoot my shot again, but she told me she's not interested in dating now. She only wants to focus on her and her son. That hurt a lot. Imagine being rejected by the same girl twice. But this time, I decided to be mature and maintain friendship with her. Even if she decides to date another douche, it, won't, it wouldn't bother me. Now, a few days ago, her son got into a fight with some kids. They were making fun of him because his dad left. He had bruises, and according to Lily, he's been very moody. And then she asked me a question that somehow pissed me off. She asked me to talk to her son. Yes, when we started bonding as a friend, I also hung out with her son. She asked me since I'm a man and I probably went through bullying and absentee father, maybe I can give her son some insights on how to cope with it. She says she understands her son's frustration that his father abandoned him and the family. Maybe having someone like me who overcame that frustration and managed to deal with it will help him. I told her, no, I do not want the responsibility of her child because I am not his father and we are not even dating. So asking me to have this responsibility is out of the question. I can tell that she was mad. Later that day, she texted me and said that she doesn't want me in her life, that she wasn't asking me to provide any child support. She wasn't asking me to take responsibility. She only asked for my help because she thought as her friend, I would help her out and even her son liked me. I shared this with some of my friends. Some of them called her a gold digger because she's a single mom. Some of them told me I was rude. I should have just talked to her son. So what is it? I don't know why that just popped into my head, but it became the theme song that is you're the asshole after all. You're the asshole after all. We got to do it. We got to create a cover of that somehow. Okay, so yes, you are the asshole. And how, uh, how did your friends deduce Gold Digger from please help my son understand how to overcome this hard time in life and how to deal with bullies. How does that equate to gold digger? How does it? I think you just screwed up royally. I think you said you shot your shot twice and you got rejected. This was your shot, sir. She's guarded right now because her son has been through a lot of crap. She doesn't want to date because she wants to focus on her son. Guess what? That means she's family focused. And if you really wanted the opportunity to develop something with her here, showing that you could be selfless and really put this kid first would have been the best shot you could have ever taken. You chose yourself. Petty little woe is me. You rejected me, even though I, I decided to stay friends with you, but you rejected me and I'm still pissed about it. You showed your ass here. You deserve the no contact that she asked for here. She kicked you out of her life, and that's what you deserved. It was a stupid, stupid Brozo move. I don't think it was malicious. I think it was stupid. First of all, you punished a kid. You punished a kid because you got rejected here. That sucks. Uh, also, if you were truly her friend here, like truly her friend and not just staying in the wings to see if maybe there's a chance someday if you were truly going to be her friend you would have said hell yeah i want to help this kid and if you were a decent human being you would have said hell yeah i'll help this kid if if you were thinking about anybody other than yourself right then 
but you were only thinking about yourself and how you were butthurt about getting rejected two times and how you equated this to, to taking responsibility for her kid is beyond me. This is more like she asked you to counsel him. It was like a counseling session. It was, it was somebody who had been through something that she couldn't communicate. You could communicate that to him in a way that probably not even a father could do. This is the kind of thing that you ask a friend who knows how to deal with this shit, who has been through it, to help with. In no way, shape, or form was she asking you to take responsibility for her child. In no way, shape, or form did this equate to gold digging at all. Your friends are not helpful, OP. Not at all. Maybe your friends want to see you single forever. Because what happens whenever you get into a relationship? You disappear, right? I mean, that's what typically happens with, with the boys. Once one of them gets in a serious relationship, they just disappear. They don't, they aren't with the boys crew anymore. Maybe that's their motivation. Maybe you need to think about why the people in your life are giving you the advice that they're giving you. And also if they're qualified to give you any kind of advice, I'm only giving advice because I've screwed up a lot in life. I know what not to do. That's it. Completely self-absorbed. And this, this is why, this is why you don't get to be with this person. And it's probably what's going to prevent you from being in a meaningful relationship for a long, 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 long time, especially if it's a relationship involving kids, because you have to be able to become at least partially selfless. You have to be able to not put yourself first all the time. And you're not ready for that, clearly. And it's not like he had to say that to the kid's face. If he had to say this to this kid's face, it probably would have changed his tune. But he wanted to get back at her. He wanted to be able to reject her somehow. This, isn't, this, this ain't the play, guy. It's not the play. Okay, so we know he's the asshole. We know he's a brozo. We know it was petty. Where does he land on the scale here? Um, you know what? Damn. I called him a brozo, and I didn't think it was malicious. I thought it was stupid. But... Because he punished a kid for his own petty selfishness. Yeah, there we go. Sending him all the way up to the lonely planet of Ascon 1. Where he'll be joined by lots of other people, but he won't see them. Ascon 1 is to be enjoyed in solitude. Because all these asshats only care about themselves. So we're going to leave them to their thoughts for eternity. It was somehow a, you know, like a negligent brozo crime, but it was also malicious because he did it to a kid. Like, hey, you know what? I could really help you overcome a very, very big obstacle in life, but I'm not gonna because your mom said she wouldn't date me. <laughs> Blew your shot, dude. And in his position, in his position where he was clearly playing the role of a friend so that he could get a future shot at a relationship with her, there was no better opportunity to be like, yes, absolutely. I will let my ego take a backseat and I will do this because it is the right thing to do for this kid. And it is a chance for me to prove myself here. And instead he just dug a hole. Ah, Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Refusing to Make My Half-Sister Look Better on Her Wedding Day by Showing Up? Ah, oh, crap. Trigger warning, the story is very heavy and mentions infant loss. 
My half-sister and I share a mom. She's nine years older than me, 17 female. Her dad died when she was five. Mom remarried to my dad when she was eight and got pregnant with me straight away. Until I was 10, I thought she was the best person ever and I wanted us to have a relationship like my friends had with their siblings. But she has rejected me as not being her real sister from day one. She also rejects my dad as anything other than my mother's F-buddy. And she has called him that to his face and in front of other people. Okay. Is this, uh, is, is this the girl who, uh, later didn't invite him to the wedding? No, but it sounds like she had beef much earlier on. My dad always lets it slide and mom will tell her we're a family to which my half sister will say that she's family, but my dad and I are not. When I was six, my brother was still born when mom was about six months pregnant with him. She had grandma come over to watch my half-sister and me while she was in the hospital, and we were told something happened to our brother. I was really upset because I had been so excited and wanted to comfort my half-sister. She told me to grow the fuck up and stay away from her. She also told me it was a shame the same thing didn't happen when mom was expecting me. Wow. Kids got some issues, folks. Grandma was horrified and told her she would regret saying that, but my half-sister told her she wouldn't regret saying that about someone she didn't love. The breaking point was that Christmas when I was 10. She decided to stay with a different family member for Christmas, but did show up to our grandparents for Christmas Day celebrations. I was excited to see her and thought the fact that she showed up meant she might like me now. But after I tried talking to her, she turned on me and said she didn't give a fuck about me or my life and did not want me to know anything about hers. She called me pathetic and asked why she would care about someone like me. She told me if she could turn back time, she would have begged for mom to have an abortion with me because I was disgusting. It was at that point where I think I hit the point where I was like, you know what? Fine. Over the last seven years, I've seen her maybe three times. Time out. She said this shit to a 10-year-old kid. And she's how much older? She was 19. Said it to a 10-year-old kid. Over the last seven years, I have seen her maybe three times. She avoids being where I will be, and she has made it clear to mom that if mom wants to see her, dad and I are not welcome, and we are not invited into her life. Except now, she's getting married, and she invited me and wanted me there because questions were asked. Mom was so happy when my half-sister told her she really wanted me there. Mom was so eager to tell me. My half-sister even showed up to invite me personally, but I told her I would not go. She explained she needed me and why, and I told her I will not make her look better by showing up. I said she wants me dead. I don't want her in my life. It's as simple as that. Mom cried that we're siblings, and I told her I lost my only sibling when my brother was stillborn. That he would have been my only sibling because my half-sister sure as shit wasn't a sibling for me. She made it clear many times over she did not want to be. My half-sister and mom both feel that I'm really in the wrong. Am I the astronaut? Uh, let me get this straight. Hold up. Let's just recap this for a second. Okay. So your half-sister who you lived with as a kid was nine years older than you. And by the time you were 10 was telling you that she wished you were dead. You don't really see her much over the next seven years. And then all of a sudden she's getting married and needs you at her wedding. Why? They said because questions were getting asked about why her sister wasn't there clearly whoever she's marrying and the family of whoever she's marrying doesn't know who she really is to not look bad to make her look good here's the deal though you, okay it, putting myself in op shoes here i'd be like if you want me to go i'm gonna tell everybody the truth 
so I can go and tell everybody what a piece of shit you are, or I cannot go and save you that. Do you want to look bad by me not being there? Or do you want to look worse when I'm there telling everybody the truth about what a shitbag of a person you actually are? Either way, you lose, sis. Question, am I the astronaut for refusing to make my half-sister look better on her wedding day by showing up? Uh, you would actually make her look worse by showing up. I think you're choosing the lesser of two evils here, actually, OP. I think you're doing her a service by not going. And thinking about it that way, if you really wanted to be petty or if you really wanted to take a swing back, I'd go and tell everybody the f truth. Make a speech. Uh, yes, yes, everybody. Uh, congratulations to the bride and groom, even though the, the bride is a horrific piece of shit. Just thought I'd tell a couple of, uh, of stories about when we were kids. You're all, you're all going to want to sit down for this. She's probably at 17. I think you're you're probably not thinking about, you know, that opportunity to actually enlighten everyone to what a big piece of shit that she is. I wonder if there's some kind of funding that's contingent on the family being there or if the groom's family is like, uh, if there's any kind of family rifts going on, we want to know about them now before you guys get married. And that's why she needs her there. I don't know the fact that she has the balls to show up now and be like, I need you there. Because people are asking questions and I don't, I don't, I don't want them to know what a big piece of shit I am. It's definitely best to hide, you know, to hide everything about yourself until after you get married. Right. That's that's the that's the game. Petty confetti. That? OK, yeah, we'll petty confetti the speech. If you give the speech, you get that by not going by refusing to go. You're actually doing her a favor. And I don't think you realize that, OP. Because you say, am I the astronaut for refusing to make my half sister look better on her wedding day by showing up? You're missing an opportunity here, but I don't think you want that. I don't think I, I, I think you've largely moved on with your life and decided to not let this toxic person be a part of it. And, and I think that's the play. I think the thing that keeps your soul intact and makes you as happy and as whole as possible moving forward is to just say, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to invite that toxicity back into my life. I don't need poison in my life. I want to stay as far away from it as possible. And if you try to force me to go, I'll tell everybody the truth. So you don't really want me there. It's not what you want. In fact, please never contact me again. Why is mom pushing for this? Mom knows. I don't get it. <laughs> OP, watch the movie, Carrie. Get some ideas. Use a couple of them. You know, that's it. Just use a couple of them. It probably is more more being driven by mom and mom not wanting to look bad to the other family, too. So both of them are probably like, OK, we need to put the bullshit aside just for a minute and just and just get with the just get with the program here. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Not Wanting to Share My Birthday with My Dead Twin Anymore? Doesn't sound awkward at all. 16 female here, soon to be 17 in three days. I was a twin. My brother died hours after birth. He was five minutes older than me. 
I was told my mother went into deep depression, but with help got better over time. I've watched videos of my birthdays from one to six years old, and me sharing my birthday with my brother has started at my first birthday. There's always that five minutes of remembrance in honor of him. And instead of having one candle on my cake, there will always be extra or extras for him. For example, if I was one year, there will be one for him, or if I was two, then there would be added another two, and so on. As a kid, I didn't really understand or minded because I got to blow out extra candles. When I was eight, I did question it, and they told me it was in remembrance for my brother since we share the same birthday. This carried on until my 16th that I didn't get to celebrate because I ended up in the hospital. My grandpa showed up at the hospital while I was recovering with a gift and wished me and only me a happy birthday. After he left, I realized I loved that he only acknowledged me. I realized I didn't want to keep sharing my birthday with my brother, but then I felt guilty. I did try and speak to my parents about me just celebrating my birthday this year, but it was brushed off. Now we come to what happened four days ago and my grandpa, who is the official cake maker in the family, asked what type of cake I wanted. I told him and added firmly with only 17 candles, please. My parents were in the next room and immediately they came in demanding to know what I was doing. That I should know that the other 17 candles were for my brother and I ended up crying and told them that he's not even here and I am. I can't remember everything that was said, but there was a lot of shouting with me and my parents and grandpa and me getting told that I'm selfish and needing to stop being self-centered. Grandpa left with me. I've been at his house since the big fight. I've been crying a lot and Grandpa has been here for me. But I feel so guilty that I need to ask, am I the astronaut? Uh, Candy Thunder actually left us a note on this one. I'm glad she did. Here's, here's Candy Thunder's thoughts. It's easy to say what you wouldn't do in this situation as someone who hasn't experienced this trauma. But I know that after reading the story, I would make damn sure my living child knows how important they are to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that any of us who haven't gone through this could say how we would handle it up to this point. But once your child issues or explains a feeling about this, you have to take that into consideration. I think the parents in this situation have to understand that what they're doing is harming their daughter. There's no way around that. She's clearly affected by it. And if they're making her feel guilty for feeling the way that she's feeling, then they're assholes for it. I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but at some point they're going to have to realize that they can't attach that to her. They can't have her carry that weight every year because it is putting it on her. You're literally putting it on her cake. You're carving out part of her birthday for a memorial and it's affecting her. She told you, and once you know that it's affecting her, I think you have a responsibility to pivot there. I think the pivot could easily be a separate memorial time on that day that doesn't distract or detract from her actual birthday. Now that you know it bothers her, do something different. Work the problem. Provide a solution. Don't double down and make her feel even more like shit and call her self-centered for wanting to celebrate her f***ing birthday. That's garbage. It's okay to feel the way that she feels. If you guys keep making her feel self-centered for not being okay with it or for feeling like she wants to celebrate her own birthday, the rest of her life, she's going to hate her birthdays. She's going to hate birthdays for the rest of her life as an adult. Later on, if she has kids, birthdays are going to be complicated, is going to lead to so much more trauma if you don't take those feelings into consideration now and at least say, hey, you know what? Damn, we didn't think about that. 
while we're still going to have a memorial because we need to, we understand that doing it the way that we've done it detracts from you and makes you feel like you're a little less than. And we're going to change that. We're sorry. We didn't know. Now we do. And that's the shit part. And I think Stevie Wonder, uh, Steve Newman, who who we dubbed Stevie Wonder in the podcast, he said it, I think, in the first podcast that we did. He said, I think you're the asshole if you know that you need to do something better and you refuse to. And this is that. This is that case where they know that they need to change something and they're refusing to. That's what makes them the asshole. This is going to drive a rift between them and they're going to regret it. They are go- they're doing it for them. I know why they're doing it. And that's that's maybe the, the most twisted part of this and the most hypocritical part of this is that they're calling her selfish. But them wanting to do this memorial is for them. That's for them. That's not for her. That's for them. So this 17-year-old kid now is like, am I the asshole for having a problem or for feeling slighted because part of my birthday every year is a memorial? As a parent, I feel gutted hearing that. I would feel gutted knowing that my kid felt like that. And the fact that they don't feel gutted concerns me. It's like they're blinded by their grief to the point. They're blinded by the routine of their grief. And I think if they don't do that, they feel like they'll be doing the child they lost a disservice. They can still have their memorial. They just have to do it differently. That's it. She's not asking for them to not do it. She's just asking them for not for them to not do it on her birthday cake during her birthday party. That's it. NTA kid. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. It's uh, I, I feel like it is selfish of your parents to expect you to carry part of this load of their grief for them. That is not fair to you. And Candy Thunder. Yeah, I think I, I agree. It's easy for us to say what we wouldn't do in this situation. But knowing what these parents know now, and that's the kicker. Once they know, once they were made aware and chose to do nothing, they became the assholes for it. Expecting her to carry part of this load of their grief is the selfish part. And the fact that they're maybe projecting that selfishness onto her, I don't know. Uh but it's not okay. And now that they know they need to fix it, they need to change it. And maybe their reaction here was a knee jerk reaction because they're defending their, they're, they're defending their rituals. They're defending their, their annual memorial. And they feel like it's going to be taken away from them. And maybe that's why they lashed out and said the things that they did. Hopefully now they've had some more time to think about it and to process it and to understand that they're harming their, their daughter. Maybe that's enough time for them to turn around and to start actually working on a solution to this instead of just making their kid feel like more shit. Have a, have a different start time. Do it after. Do it something. But have a designated time where it is only about your daughter. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITAH subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for telling my brother he cannot stay with me over Christmas if he brings his prosthetic leg? My younger brother has a prosthetic leg. I think it's creepy AF and I have no idea where he got it. I'm reasonably certain that it is something I would rather not know. To be clear here, my brother has two perfectly healthy legs still attached to his body. What? Okay, hold up. Oh, okay, yeah, because right after the title, we're like, yeah, yeah, you're an asshole, but hold up. The brother has two perfectly healthy legs still attached to his body. He doesn't need the prosthetic leg. 
Is it like a leg lamp? Is it like Christmas story? He just has this thing he takes with him everywhere. I don't know why. I don't want to know. Before you ask, yeah, it probably is a mental health thing. He wanted to stay with me rather than our parents while he is home for the holidays. I said he was welcome to stay so long as he doesn't bring that thing into my house. He said it wasn't a big deal and that he would leave it in his luggage. I agreed on the condition that if I saw it outside of his luggage in my home, that I had the right to destroy it. He backtracked on staying with me and is at our parents' house, where he is miserable. They still treat him like a little boy instead of a guy who is almost 30. He called me again after supper and asked to please stay with me. I said he could stay so long as we together took his thing and put it into a storage unit until he leaves. I get the key. He won't do it. He says that I'm being a bitch for not letting him stay with me. I think he needs to get therapy or medication or both or a girlfriend, boyfriend, dog, cat, hamster, something. Just not a gosh heckin prosthetic leg. He's almost 30 carrying around a prosthetic leg that he does not need. I mean, I don't know. What did he steal the leg? Is he rocket the raccoon? Did he is he like stealing prosthetics from people? Because that's not cool. Uh, OK, hold on. Top comment here. I know this is extremely distressing for you, but I'm laughing so hard. At first, I was like, is this asshole serious? She won't let her brother bring his damn leg like his whole ass leg. He needs to walk because he literally lost a leg in some horrible accident. But then you clarified both his healthy legs are still attached and I lost it. NTA, but you and I are not the same. I would need to know all of it. Where did you get it? Why do you have it? What do you do with it? Did you steal it off a bum or something? Then I would stare at him uncomfortably until he broke and told it all to me. I may later regret my decision, but I don't often think that far into the future when something catches my attention. I'm kind of here. Is it harmful? Like, I, I, I OP finds it weird, and that's why they don't want it in their house. I mean, is it harmful, though? And if he's got if he's got a mental condition that that would explain why he has some kind of attachment to this, like. What's the harm in him having it? If that's his thing, if he, you know, like most people have their blanket or whatever, that's their thing, then what? Or I mean, what's what's the harm in him having it? I guess you would need to know what the thing was to know if it was harmful or not. Right. If it's his thing and he keeps it in private, then that's one thing. If he's like carrying it around the house, that's that's a different thing. If OP has kids, like I would need more information. Like I need, I need to know that this is not a creepy, dangerous thing. I, I would need more information. I need to know. I need to know. Like, where do you just get it? Because I, I, I think my, my assumption is that prosthetic legs aren't like a cheap thing. So it's not like he went to the store and just got one. He had to get it because it was either someone had passed and didn't need it anymore. Or, or it was a broken one that I, I don't know, but but it's not one of those things that average Joe can just go to the store and get. What if he's one of these guys that like pretends to be um, a, a disabled veteran with like a with a prosthetic leg and and sits on the corners um, panhandling? What if what if it's some kind of deal like that? It could be. I mean, it it absolutely could be something like that. But but if that was the case, he wouldn't have a problem leaving it in his suitcase. It's not like he's gonna go out and he wants to like have it out. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is titled, Am I the astronaut for saying that my cousin needs to actually have custody in order to bring her daughter to Christmas dinner? Oof. 
I, 20 female, am a mom to a baby girl, Olivia, 2 female, and she ended up getting an ear infection. So I asked a friend to babysit during the evening while I went to Christmas dinner with my family. I was only planning to stay for two hours to eat dinner and drop off gifts. During the dinner, my cousin Maya, 28 female, commented on the fact that I didn't bring Olivia. Now, Maya tends to be judgy and nitpicky about other people with snide comments about what they're doing. She was relentless in doing this when I first had my daughter because I was so young. Even though she had her kid in similar circumstances and only got married because of it, which led to her divorce last year. I just replied that she had an ear infection and was with a trusted friend. Maya didn't say anything in reply, so I figured that was that and kept eating. My aunt was serving dessert when Maya piped up and said as a mom herself, she wouldn't dream of leaving her daughter with a babysitter on Christmas, even if she was sick. Maya implied that I wasn't a real mom for doing this. Real moms think about that kind of stuff. And tried to get my other two cousins to join in, but they kept quiet. I was annoyed by this, and so I said, well, you need to actually have custody of your daughter to bring her here. Maya lost custody of her daughter during the divorce and only has visits every other weekend. Maya freaked out, calling me a bitch for bringing her kid into it. I got it from the table in the middle of her yelling, gathered my things, said bye to my other family members, and left. I got texts from my dad, uncle, mom, and aunt saying that I was petty for bringing up the fact that she doesn't have custody of her daughter and I should have just let what happened slide. My cousins think Maya deserved what I said. I felt pretty happy with my decision to call Maya out at first, but now that my other family members are getting on my ass about it, I'm a little torn. But, 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 I mean, you fought petty with petty. She was being petty with her comments about you not being a real mom because your kid was sick and you didn't want to bring her to the family get together thing. I mean, it was either you not come. uh, We would have not gone like we would have stayed with the sick kid. That's besides the point. She was being petty. She combated it with petty. It is a petty confetti thing. You fought petty with petty and she did deserve it. So we see, we see a lot of stories like this where family members get involved and and say, basically you should have, should have been the bigger person. You should have not rocked the boat. You got to understand that they are only saying that because they have to deal with aftermath. They have to deal with other family members bitching about what their kid did. It is an inconvenience to them. They are thinking selfishly when they say that you should have not rocked the boat. You should have been the bigger person because they have to deal with aftermath. That's it. Understand that anytime that shit happens, but you're like, I really feel like I'm in the right, but my, my family is now saying that I'm the asshole. That's only because you caused them an inconvenience. That's it. And shame on them for prioritizing their convenience over your moral grounds. Really? I think I would fire that back and be like, oh, okay. So, so you think I should have just let someone treat me like shit. Is that, is that what you want me to show my daughter to? Is that you want what you want me to teach her? Whenever my daughter is in a situation where someone's treating her like shit, you want me to tell her to just let it happen and be the bigger person. You don't want her to stand up for herself because you, my parents right now are telling me not to stand up for myself. So you're okay with me being treated like shit by other people and not standing up for myself. Cool. Good to know folks. Bye-bye. You were justified And what you said, you didn't have to do it, but you felt compelled to do it because she was being a petty shithead. And guess what? Pain creates change. And I am deducing from this story that you had enough of her shit. You said that she gets, she tends to be judgy and nitpicky about other people with snide comments about what they're doing. You got fed up. You had enough. So you finally swung back and she didn't like it. Well, guess what? She probably won't start shit with you again because now she knows you have a backbone. 
Can't take the heat? Get out the damn kitchen, sis. She got fed up. I'm at an NTA. I don't know if I said that. I'm at an NTA. I mean, and probably technically, it you know, it could have been done differently. She's probably technically an ASCON 4 because it could have been handled differently. But she was justified in the response here. And yeah, using kids is never cool. But if somebody is attacking you because and using your kid first and they're in a position where they shouldn't be throwing stones, then bring it up. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.